Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sage Advice. Today, I have an amazing guest I have known for many, many years. Uh, looking back, it's been, whew, I don't know, 15, 16, 17? I can't remember when we first worked together, um, but we could talk about that. This is Callie Logan. Hello, Callie. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm good. How are you? A little tired, but I know, you know I made you get up I'm, early. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, but everyone should know early for me is like, let's see, I set my alarm for 1030. So I've just been like <laughs> drinking coffee. I know that is not early for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> so Kelly, please, I would love to hear you sort of introduce yourself and tell us all sort of what you do and what you're all about. Well, let's see. Um, currently, I'm mostly just doing fetish production, which I've done for like the last 10, 12 years. And previously to that, I was doing a lot of glamour work and kind of fell into all the fetish stuff by chance and ended up really liking it and running off with it. Yeah. And so you, but you have run your own site called Callie's Customs for, for about 10 years. Is that right? Yeah, I started that. I mean, I've, yeah, I guess so. Because I started that right when I moved here. And I've been here 12 years on the East Coast. Wow. Yeah, it's been a minute. Gosh. It has. It has <laughs> been. So we met, it would have been, you posted this just the other day on Twitter too. Yes. You were like, you're like. I was trying uh, to think about how long I've known some of the people in this industry. And I want to think about what year that was. It was when CallieLogan.com was like just starting. So I had to be 21, 22. Oh my gosh. I was pretty young. Which yeah. would make you younger. Am like, I? Yeah, no. How old are you? How old are you? I'm 40. Oh, when was your birthday? April. Okay. I'm going to be 40 in October. Okay. So we're the same age. So we're basically. the same age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if that timeline sounds right, yeah. so we've oh known my each gosh. other like 16 years, 17 years. Oh I don't my know. God. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we would have both been like 20, 21, 21, 22. And yes, you were saying that we met at DT first. Yes. All right. So DT is a wrestling company, stands for Double Trouble, and they have a ring. And so we just do, you know, cat fighting, pro style wrestling, just different things like that. If you're into that stuff, well, you probably already know about the site, but definitely go check it out. <laughs> but I couldn't remember because, yes, then I also worked with you a lot for Anton Productions. Which yes, was, you brought me there. You were like, and so I didn't remember that. In the dressing, you were like, my friend Joe would like you. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, okay. And so you brought me there and then I worked with you, yes. I don't know, probably more there than DT after that. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think so. And so for Anton Productions, that was a combination of, um, it's just a lot of generalized fetish, but a lot of the like knockout chloroform stuff, a lot of bondage, a lot of some foot stuff, some sock stuff. Um, I would call it like damsel, like a lot of damsel stuff. Damsel kind of, There like, you go. Yeah. There's some a superheroine and she's in trouble. Oh, no. Tons of that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was fun. Like that was, you know, Joe was actually the first that was the first shoot I probably ever got in adult, like with fetish and all that stuff. So not not yeah. the girl girl, not the porn stuff, but definitely the first like I met him at the 2003 ABN convention I went to. And so that was sort of the beginning, the Kickstarter. Wow. And definitely for me, like the way that I built my career, especially in those early days, was 
word of mouth and like networking. So it was just like other models telling me, oh, you should work with so-and-so. So I was, I wanted to do that too. You know, I was like, yeah. oh, you'd be great for this. Let me like, hook you up with this. And it's kind of still it how just, it works. Like the internet helps yeah. with Twitter and things like that. But yeah. I'm so shy about like reaching out to somebody. So I'd say, I, I don't know, 90% of the people I work with either just like hit me up that they're on tour or I know them from another shoot. Yeah. But these days, like you are, I mean, would you say you're more, um, like you don't work for other people that often, do you? Like paid shoots yeah. like you used to back in the day? Hardly ever. It's yeah. just there's only so much time and I have a regular job. I have a family. So I'm like, well, I yeah. can either work for myself and not fall behind on my business or work for other people. And it just ends up that way. It's not like anything personal to anybody else. I love all the people I worked <laughs> with. Well, all of except course. for maybe a handful. But <laughs> yeah, for the most well. part, I wish I just had two of me so I could send one out on tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. It's because it's kind of fun to tour too. It sometimes. is. I miss well, it. And the, yeah, and the other thing is like, it's one thing to just be the performer and the model and have someone else be like, okay, you're gonna do this and you're gonna do this, and you're gonna do this, and you're like, ah, yeah, yeah I can yes. do all that. Then to be the one who's like, okay, you need to be doing this and this and this, and you know, you have to be yes. in control. All the directing, Shoot. all the prep work, yeah. all the work after, all the laundry. <laughs> oh my god, I just had my whole laundry room. It like. There was just little stockings, costumes, things draped all over the place, underwear, bra sets, because you can't put it in the dryer. It melts. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Especially when it's made of um, like that PVC material yes. and stuff, it just breaks up. Or when you oh accidentally like forget to pull out the nylons and then they get all jammed up in a big <laughs> knot. <laughs> oh, no, dude. A giant knot. It's a giant nylon ball. Like. <laughs> We can make this a movie. Hold on. Throw the girls in the dryer. Yep. <laughs> they come yep. out in a human knot. <laughs> I have heard girls in dryer is like a whole thing apparently right yes. now. So. <laughs> I'm stuck. Help me. <laughs> Everyone's just getting stuck in dryers. I don't know what's It happens. It's, a, it's an epidemic. <laughs> it's a dangerous appliance. <laughs> yes. So you per so you were performing a lot for other companies, you know, same same like me kind yep. of. Um, you never crossed the line into explicit, though. Is is that correct? That's still true. Seen. Yeah. So I'm curious what uh, if there you know what, what did you feel like a draw to do that at one point? And you just decided not to, or was that a boundary you set like right when you first got in? How did that look for you? So it's gonna sound silly because now looking back. It's just like a silly reason not to be comfortable with it. I personally wasn't comfortable with the way my vagina looked. <laughs> oh, now I hate this. The so world I was like, you know, out. I'm not comfortable with it. I also like in my personal life, honestly, it was for how not shy I'm on as far as performing. I'm very shy. So even in my personal life, very like vanilla, very reserved, like, oh, whatever you want to do is fine. So I couldn't imagine myself <laughs> being able on camera to be in a sexually explicit situation and be comfortable. I knew I'd be awkward. I would, mm. you know, just it wouldn't be good. And I was like, I'm <laughs> good at other stuff, especially once I figured out like I'm good at figuring out like when someone sends me this fetish thing, like what's the tick in it? And mm -hmm. how to like draw yeah. energy from that. So I'm like, just stick with what you know. And now at yeah. this point, I'm like, it's been over 20 years. 
I just don't see the need. <laughs> just keep doing what I'm doing. It's fine. Yeah. It's so interesting to think about exhibitionism, right? It's like I know for me, I know that's like a big reason. That's something I realized about myself, you know, pr- fairly young that I, I like exposing myself in front of groups of people. <laughs> um, but whether that's, you know, my, on the mild side of things, kind of being just like, well, I love performance or on the ex- explicit side of things where I'm like, I want to be naked and fucking and people watching me. Um, (laughs) But it feels like, you know, maybe there's that performance aspect with you that you do enjoy performance, it sounds like, but it's not as much maybe like doing the sexual things. It doesn't have that same calling for you. Yeah. I just always felt like silly. Um, It's even doing something (laughs) where I had to be a sexy character. I was like, oh, God. (laughs) Don't make me do it. But, you know, as soon as you get into the role and I've gotten better and I've started doing more sexy stuff, like I'll do the implied masturbation or like, you know, I'm I'm a lot more sensual stuff. I have no problem like making out with girls and stuff like that. Yeah. I just know it would have would have tanked. <laughs> Wouldn't be a blockbuster. Well, I, I I find that super hard to believe, only because like you're just so beautiful. Like Aww. when I first when I first met you, and I was just like, look at her gorgeous fucking face and Aww. body, everything just stunning. And I, and I just remember being in the dressing room at Joe's with you, and just being like, so you sure you don't want to do girl girl? Like I mean, I get you in. <laughs> But I mean, it's just such a personal thing, though. I mean, to yeah. look at you and then like when you do your glamour shoots and you take these amazing photos and, you know, you're so you're so stunning. Um, but it has to be something that you feel from within that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, like as I got older and it's funny, too, because, you know, most usually the story is like, oh, I had a boyfriend or whatever and they weren't yeah. comfortable with it. And most of my traveling career, I was completely single for, you know, five of the seven, eight years or whatever I traveled. Yeah. And um, it's I had hooked up with girls in my private life, like was fine with that. And then, you know, there was a certain slutty period where I was like, all right, kind of learning my stuff. And it still just never yeah. translated to, you know, anything on camera. It was just like, well, eh, maybe when I'm 50. <laughs> ah, okay. I'm, all right. So we got 10 years. Mark the calendar. <laughs> I'm going to check in with you. So how you feeling these days? Exactly. Get on that gilf porn. Nah, you got to be older than 50 to get to do gilf. You got to be, I think you got to be maybe 60. Really? I don't know. Maybe I have more? friends like oh. in my personal life that are already getting grandkids. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that MILF has ever been an exactly accurate term either way, right? Like, <laughs> like I definitely have people call me MILF and I'm like, don't have, never will have kids. So. <laughs> But whatever. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know. I could sometimes, you know, I could sense that a little bit that you were like, <laughs> and I was like, it's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it definitely helps having someone like you that is welcoming and warm and sensual and makes you comfortable because then there, I've had mm-hmm. to do girls that, you know, kissing scenes or something with a girl that you know that they are not into it. And you're like, oh, man. Yes. <laughs> Damn. And then it feels really uncomfortable. And you're like, ugh. Like I was already feeling like, awkward. Yeah, like I feel like a bad person. Like I'm hurting your feelings right now. <laughs> yes, like I'm hurting your feelings. And that is, that is the worst. 
Yeah. So sometimes it's like that where, you know, you're, you're paired with someone and they're just, they're down for some things, but some things are like, oh, I'm just doing this because I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. It's and in the script. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, it's fine. Just don't make me feel bad for like acting. <laughs> like I have to, this is my job. Okay. Do I <laughs> like it? Your job. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, and then you decided to shift towards production. How, how did that happen for you? So when I left California, I left behind a job that I was at for over a decade. I had, you know, finished my bachelor's and all that. And I was like working my way up there. And then I met a man. We're not going to call him a boy. He was a man. We were in our twenties <laughs> who lived over here on the East coast. And when I moved over here, I thought like, Oh, I have a bachelor's degree. I have 10 years plus experience, I will have no problem getting a job. And it turned out it was not easy to just get another job. So I was like, I have to do something. And I was modeling still. I didn't know anybody here. I had like an agency. Yeah, I really didn't know anybody. I knew a couple of producers that had hired me Mm -hmm. in the past, but like you need more than three people. And a lot of it's going to the city and the city was expensive. So I did a lot of trade shows because that was like I had this agency that I worked for in LA that actually had a, um, I guess like a satellite office in New York City. So and I we're did that. Like modeling agency. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. like, I was still doing a lot of random glamour stuff here and there, and like mm-hmm. little baby commercial projects and um, mainstream, the mainstream stuff. But like, it yeah. just wasn't enough money to like pay New Jersey yeah. rent. So I'm like, I got to do something mm-hmm. else. And on my drive here, when I was, I had a day off in DC. I did like a 30-day tour from West to East Coast to get here, and I had one day yeah. off. And that day I went to Best Buy, and I bought a camera and a tripod and a pie at the grocery store next door. And I made a sitting-on-a-pie video in my yeah. hotel room. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was your first self-produced clip sitting yeah, on the pie. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. It was like first I was studying or something. My th- face fell asleep, and my face falls in the pie. And then it like yes. drips on my boobs and I'm like, ooh, I like this. And then I sit on it and like grind in it until I have an orgasm. I'm like, this was a great yes. clip idea. And then I look around and I'm like, there's fucking pie everywhere. How yeah. am I going to clean this? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's You got to think about that. That's how that went down. <laughs> Check that out. I don't even know if I could still find the video because it's like the first one on my clip store that's been up for, you know, thousands of videos <laughs> yeah 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 just do a special search but yeah it was really sad a necessity I, I needed to do something and think thankfully it worked out and I met a few people here that we kind of like started producing around the same time so that helped mm-hmm. too because we were all a mess together <laughs> yeah well I don't want to wager guesses like what who oh so like the first I started working with Jamie Daniels and mm-hmm. Carrie Spectrum yes Jacqueline Velvets had like just like, as I came, she left. So we worked together a right. few times, but not as much. But mm-hmm. then, you know, we would get together and hire girls together. Like, a girl would be on tour. You came yes. a couple times, and we would just try to yes, figure I out, did. like, let's let's hire the girl so the girl gets a full day, and we all get a little yeah. content without having to, like, try to fund a full day by ourselves. Yeah, no, it's such a great idea. Yeah. So it worked out, thankfully. Yeah. So, but Gary Pranzo, so – uh He's why I'm here. (laughs) Yes. Explain that. Okay. So he (laughs) had, I worked, I used to tour a lot in the 
West Coast. And mm-hmm. I worked with Ty West, who is another giantess producer in, like, the Northwest area. Yes. And Gary, I guess, saw me on there, wrote me. He's like, I'm gonna f- I want to fly you out to Jersey for three days. And I was like, sure. That sounds cool. And um, mm-hmm. while in the interim of me, like, waiting for that trip to happen, one of my friends had, like, met these guys in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, we've met these guys. We're all so in love. So we're going to go to New York. And so I said, oh, I have to go to Jersey. Let's coordinate the trip. And then I just, you know, worked the week, stayed the weekend. And mm-hmm. that's how I met my husband. So then like oh. the next month I came out and then we, you know, did another tour. And then in February, he and I like met at Mardi Gras. And then mm-hmm. by that next, by August, I was like, I'm going to just drive there and like move there. Like it, we were wow. even dating a year, and I was like, "I'm oh just gonna move gosh. to Jersey and like throw my whole life into a blender and see what happens." Wow! So thank you, Gary. Thanks a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it seems like it worked out. Cause so, how long ago was that? That was 2009. That was the end of 2009. Wow. My first trip here. Yes. Yep. Oh gosh! I moved here August of 2010. My little on Facebook, you know how it shows you notifications. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, just a couple days ago, one popped up and it was my room when I was moving because I threw yeah. away like I packed everything into a RAV4. So wow. I got rid of like almost all of my worldly possessions during this move. <laughs> so it's my wow. bedroom, just like you can't see the floor. And I'm like, this really sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So and you were in Orange County in yeah. California. I was right? in Huntington. And then just for like fuck this. I, yeah, I, I really like this guy. I'm going all the way out there. I'm just going to take take that leap of faith. Yeah. It was funny too because we got married back. We got married in Newport. Oh, like we okay. did the, Bal- the Balboa Peninsula. 50 people came from the East Coast, like his friends and family. And every single one of them was like, what is wrong with you? How could you leave this for New Jersey? <laughs> like this is so yes. beautiful. The weather's yes. so nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you ever get a try like a person who lives from New- lives in New Jersey to leave New Jersey? It's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I knew what I was working with. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's some uh, there's some brand loyalty out there. <laughs> but yeah, same. Like I just moved from basically the West Coast. I mean, California, Vegas to Illinois. Yeah. And every single person that I told this to is like, why? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, opportunity. Uh, and also, you know, I, I guess in the winter it's bad, sure. But my God, I have spent more time outside in the sun than I ever did in Vegas. That's for damn sure. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas is extra. <laughs> I had to live in a little – We I lived in a little cave, you know. Yeah. I lived in a little cave and barely ever got outside. Had to, we, uh, Drake and I have to take – vitamin D supplements because we're not getting enough sun it's just in too Vegas because it's too fucking hot yeah. dude. and so I come out here and like oh my gosh we're just like out disc golfing and in parks and like taking walks and it's so nice so I'm like and it, everything is green green yeah so whatever man you could take your, your yeah, I looked up beach. where you showed me um before and I was like this looks like such a nice area Looks so like a nice beautiful. little quaint neighborhood. <laughs> it is, yeah. Have to come it's visit beautiful. someday. Oh my gosh, oh. love to have you. Love to. Have oh, you. I'm going to Riot Fest. 
Kelly, you ha- are you what the fuck? Yes, oh yes, God, we don't every single year. I can't believe this. <laughs> I got it for my husband for because his 40th birthday, he got totally jacked over because of COVID. And then his yes. 41st birthday, we couldn't do anything because our house flooded. So I was like, yes. this, yeah, I was like, this year, I'm taking you to do something awesome. I bought tickets to Riot Fest. We're going. I got a babysitter. Oh my gosh, we're gonna hang out! I'm so freaking stoked. Okay, tell well, we'll Drake talk more his about boyfriend's that. coming. Yes, yes. Okay, so we when we traveled on the road, when Drake and I were living in the van and traveling on the road and stuff, we go and um, obviously visit Cali so we can work together and and visit and hang out. It was super great. Oh, we also parked the van at at her house and took the train into New York City because we we're just like totally afraid to drive the van through New York City. Yeah, that'd be rough. It was a little big. <laughs> yes. It's yeah, it's even bigger now, girl. Wait till you see it. Oh, it's my gosh. Um, <laughs> but so anyway, so at the time, Callie's husband and my husband just like, oh, my gosh, they just they were like two little boys meeting on the playground. Like <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> Next step so, brothers. Do we just become best friends? <laughs> yup. <laughs> Let's build a bunk bed, guys. Like that. <laughs> yeah. We need so much room for activities. It's very cute. Love when, you know, you get that male friendship like yes. that. adorable. It's important. <laughs> I can't imagine like you have a friend that you're, you know, like the spouses don't get along and you want to hang out and you're like, well, we kind of can. Everybody hates each other. I know. <laughs> I know. What a bummer. But no, this is great stuff. So oh, yeah. we're going to have so much fun. So excited. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to ask more about your introduction. So I don't I don't want to ask, how did you get into all this? But I do want to ask, when did you first become aware that pornography or like sexual entertainment was a thing that existed? And how 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 did you find that? Uh, so I was super young. It's like my parents had it like, all over the house. So I was probably, I don't know, maybe even in kindergarten, the first time like, I mm-hmm. saw it on the TV. Yeah. So and I so was it knew. like, when you say that your parents had it all over the house, do you mean like, like I'll never forget, one morning I woke up, it was really early and every, you know, my parents are still in bed and I go to the um, VCR in the living room and I push eject and it's like, lesbian sex kittens or some shit like that and I was like <gasps> and I just like ran back in my room all scared <laughs> like was it like that I mean no, I didn't push so play at the time <laughs> definitely like the hustler magazines like I would look at it and I, I would I definitely notice like their vagina doesn't look like mine because I was <laughs> a child and I didn't have yes. you know there was yes. no hair it wasn't like everything right. was in any <laughs> yeah oh yeah so there was yeah. that near the boobs. Um, and then there was, I just very clearly remember, I don't even know why they would have had it on or maybe I was up late, but like my parents had an office and for some reason there was, it was so weird. I remember like the closet, they, they didn't let it be a closet. It was like a TV stand that was in the wall. They, okay. they, they converted it. And I just remember like the first time I saw people having sex, it was on this video in there. And I remember like kind of being for some reason in my brain, I'm under the couch, but that would be really weird. Maybe I'm like <laughs> behind the couch, like watching it or like, cause there was a couch, like here was the door. The door was on the side and the couch was like perpendicular to the door. So you can kind of okay. like see in, but also like be by the couch. I don't know. Yes. For some reason, I remember that very clearly and not necessarily like knowing what it was, but knowing that I shouldn't be watching it. 
Yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm probably going to get in trouble if they see me. <laughs> so were they watching it? Um, and you were kind of like I think it was. I want to say, because there was also a desk in there, I want to say my dad was like on the computer, like not even watching it. It was just on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yes. I have heard of this. Yeah. Which, I mean, <laughs> looking back, it's not that crazy because not when my kids are home, but we have just left porn on. And like, I'm sure my neighbors that live behind us, we have a huge TV in our living room. And during mm-hmm. the winter months, the trees all lose their leaves. Yes, they do. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. oh God, the things they've probably seen. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Nobody's complained. So, you know, if you yeah. look in my house and you see something, that's you. Go get your nose somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's on you. <laughs> in my house. <laughs> Interesting. So, do you remember if it was like how it made you feel at the time? Were you like intrigued? Were you kind of scared? Like, I think I was you know? scared then. Yeah. And then. You know, as you get older and, like, puberty starts setting in, I do remember uh, – you, prob- you probably remember we're the same age. There were, like, these boxes that you could, like, very gently, like, tap on the lever to make the channel change. And you could get in between channels and get the naughty channels, but it would be, like, static Wiggly. and rotating. Yes. So that was, absolutely. like, one of our challenges that we would always try to do. My, one of our friends had a cable box like that, and we'd be like, let's see if we can see the porno. Yes, <laughs> of course. Of course. And then those times, you know, you kind of start feeling like, oh, there's, like, something tingling down there, but you don't understand it because you don't know what it means yet. And then mm-hmm. when it came into, like, a real-life situation, if somebody wanted to touch me, I'd be like, oh, fuck, no. <laughs> or yeah. if somebody, like, wanted me to touch their penis, something, I'd be like, not nah, mm-hmm. happening. Right. <laughs> it's just an idea. Yeah. It's right, not going right, to become right. real life for me. <laughs> right. So when did it become real life for you? So I was kind of a late bloomer, I guess. I did not have my first kiss until my eighth grade graduation dance. So it was like the last day of school. Okay. I feel like eighth grade's first yeah. kiss territory. All my friends were already touching dicks. And I was like, all right. Wow. I better kiss a boy before I go to high school. Or what kind of loser oh. am I going to be? <laughs> no. And I, I hadn't started my period yet at that point. So, like, I really was just not ready. And then yeah. I remember, like, I lost my virginity. I remember it so clear, too. I was 16. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I was 16. It was, like, the day before uh, my sophomore year of high school started. Okay. And my parents were out of, they went out of town for the weekend. So I just, I called this boy that I had been, like, holding hands with over the summer. I mean, were you guys like boyfriend girlfriend or? Uh, well, you know, it turns unspoken. out he was fucking other girls, so I don't think we were together. Okay, I think Got we it. were just holding hands and uh, making out, and he liked hanging out at my house because there were never any parents there, and we had free Pepsi. Okay, <laughs> yeah, understand. But uh, I really didn't have a boyfriend until I was in um, college. But huh? I called him and I was like, "My parents are out of town. Do you want to come over and have sex?" Like it was wow. so not m- magical or like sexy at all <laughs> yeah it's I'm I'm just you're you're really shocking me because so many things that you're saying are so similar to my own experience <laughs> I'm just like wow you did the same thing <laughs> I called a guy and I basically had to like talk him into it I was like we just you know come on like I like you we know each other you know I just I really want to just do this so yeah, I it's like you know did you see that movie <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's just like we're gonna do this thing yeah, I'm not sure it was quite as 
self-aware as she seemed to be at yeah. a pretty young well, age. Well, that was a but, movie. Yeah, very much. Yes. <laughs> Written by an adult. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was totally like, you know, I just think, you know, can we, will you have sex on me? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this and is not- funny too. So like I'm 23, right? I'm, I just broke mm-hmm. up with my, fir- my first and only boyfriend I've ever had. We've been together since I was 18, like my first mm-hmm. year of college. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there with my friends and I was like, all right, guys, I got a problem. Like I'm going to start dating. Can you teach me how to make a blowjob? And they're oh. like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I was like, listen, it's really embarrassing. Like me and my ex, we just like – didn't really do that and any of it that like there was of any oral on him me either one or the way or the other there mm-hmm. nothing happened like it just wasn't good so I'm like I don't know what to do wow. guys and they, they helped me out you know there were bananas involved <laughs> so they showed you on a banana they also took my finger and they were like sucking mm-hmm. it in their mouth so I could see like what it's supposed to feel like the, the amount of pressure like using the roof of your mouth the tongue all this Yes, I love this. Oh my god, that's really good friends. That's very that's good. That's good friendship right there. So, Thank God for them. I'm sure my husband appreciates it now. Yeah, heck yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> so you were so you had sex the first time, and it was just like eh, kind of like a almost like a get this over with type scenario. Whatever. Did it hurt? No. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I've been using tampons though, so maybe like yeah. if I didn't use a tampon before. No, you know, I think, well, I don't think, like, actually, I know, like science says, that we all have a different, you know, a hymen isn't a thing that is, like, standard across the board. Yeah. And some women don't even have it at all. Yeah, and I just so did a whole thing on this in my class. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know. Well, so to tell other people, what's your other job? What's your... Oh, I'm a nurse. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, like, you know all this, this stuff. But, yeah, yeah it's just, I, I think sometimes, you know... You either don't have one or you lose it when you're young from yeah. some kind of bicycle accident yeah, or you something. Don't notice. Or like, yeah, you just don't notice. So, you know, it wasn't painful for me and yeah. it, there wasn't any blood or anything like that. Just, yeah, I didn't bleed. You know what did, though, almost kill me was the first time I used a tampon. Really? Yeah. I was like away at because um, I used to spend summers in Idaho with some family out there. And I was with one of my mm-hmm. friends going to the pool. And I had yeah. my period for the very first time. The first time, yeah. So she's through the door, like, trying to tell me how to do the tampon. And I nothing has ever been in my vagina before at this point. So yeah. I put it in there, and I just see black. I start, like, stumbling, knock everything <gasps> off the back of the toilet. She's like, are oh you God. okay? And I'm like, no. Oh, my God. That's so horrible. I was like, I don't think wow. I'm going to go to the pool. And she's like, it's fine. Just put it, like, because, you know, when you oh, don't get it far cool. enough in, it hurts. Mm-hmm. So she's like, just push it further. And I'm like, What? You're like, further. <laughs> but we survived, thank God. But yeah, like that was probably when I actually like if I had one or it hadn't been broken yet, that was when right. it happened. Because it didn't stretch. hurt. But just like the wave, I guess like anxiety, something mm-hmm. just took me down. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that was your first period? Yeah, I was 13. It was the summer before high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So you were 13. Yeah. I was, so talk about late bloomer. Like I, I was 14 before I had my first period. Wow. All right. But I'm just imagining like, cause I don't feel like I did tampon for a few, a few periods before I actually tried the tampon thing. So 
that was bold, but it was because you wanted to go in the pool. Yeah, so we wanted to go to the town pool. <laughs> like you didn't get to go to the pool all the time. They lived in the middle of nowhere on this farm. <laughs> yes. It wasn't like a hot spring, was it? Yeah. It was? Yeah. So it's I feel like I know I feel like I've been there. In Idaho, in Twin Falls? Mm-hmm. I'll say Banbury. Yeah, Twin Falls. It's outside of Twin Falls, though. It's actually like middle of nowhere. That's in Idaho? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the most beautiful states I've ever driven through. Yeah, it's nice there. Idaho's stunning, depending on where you are. Yeah. I like it there, maybe because I just grew up going there every summer. But Yeah. I think it's gorgeous. <laughs> we went and sprinkled my grandma's ashes there um, in, what was it, February of 2020? Like before we knew how bad this pandemic thing was. Just before, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) So that was exciting. (laughs) Hell, yeah. So you mentioned also that you have had some experiences with girls sexually. Like how do you identify sexually and when did you discover that about yourself? I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously I married a dude and that part, like that is straight. But I also, I don't think I would have a marriage with a girl mm-hmm. but I like other stuff about a female <laughs> I like being <laughs> sexual with a girl I'm trying to think of when all that like started going down like I like, feel when- so like in high school I would definitely like me and I had one friend my dad really thought I was a lesbian because I didn't have a boyfriend all of high school and I had one friend that I would, like, snuggle with all the time. We would, like, they would kiss and, like, give each other hickeys just for fun. So my dad was positive that I was a lesbian. And even, like, in my graduation card wrote, like, we love you. We're so proud of you. And then in parentheses, even if you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to put it. Because <laughs> they were just, like, wanting me to admit it. <laughs> Oh, that's very sweet of them, like, you know, trying to be so encouraging. <laughs> but, like, you how know? would you – I used to say – so when I went out, when I was single and people would ask, I would be, like, 60-40. And they'd be, okay. like, oh, 60-40, which way? And I'm, like, depends on my mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Because uh, I – you know, it's just interesting, just the different ways we can be queer, you know? <laughs> Yes. Like it's not so black and white. Like you're not exactly just bi or just gay or just yes. straight. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> there's this cross, yeah. this little gray area over here. I think I lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why, you know, just thinking about it as a spectrum is such a, is like a helpful tool because, you know, and, and it, and it changes. I mean, for me, it's like, sometimes I'm really fucking into this. And then other times I'm less into that. And I'm more into this. There's yeah. times when I'm feeling like I'm not into anything, like just leave me alone. I'm into <laughs> taking a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's other times where I'm like, oh my God, yes, let's all take off our clothes and make out. Okay. <laughs> so I think it's, yeah, you know, um, and I love that again, that your parents were just trying to be encouraging in their own way, yeah. just uh, trying to be accepting in their own way, let you know, no matter what it is, we love you. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so beautiful and important. I feel like for me, like I would have probably not continued had in this industry, had my parents been like really hard on it. Cause it's just miserable to have that family dynamic. Right. Of like somebody just really 
bagging on you all the time or, you know, distancing. I feel like my family's important. So I like would hate for them to not want to be around me just because of my job. But luckily, like when my dad found out, he, you know, Mm -hmm. at first he was like, because he opened my paycheck from Playboy. It was just sitting open on the kitchen table. And so I see it and I'm like, fuck. So I just sat there. Was this when you were, like you were still living? I was still, I was living at home. When you first started modeling? Yeah. So So how old were you? Oh, God, I think I was, like, 19. Okay. I was young when the Playboy thing happened. And my dad, he found out right in the beginning. So, you know, I'm sitting there on the couch waiting for him to come Mm -hmm. home. And I was, like, he walks in the door. And I was, like, hey, Dad, you mad at me? And he's, like, no, I'm not mad. I'm maybe a little disappointed. And I was, like, all right, well, why would you open my mail? And he's, like, (laughs) it was from Playboy. I thought it was for me. Oh, okay, that's fair. And he's like, but I did tell all my friends at the bar. <laughs> okay, so you're okay. not that disappointed. Yeah, I'm like, so you're not <laughs> mad. And then just from there, like, as things progress, my Oma did say, like, my, my grandmother on my dad's yeah. side was like, yeah. oh, just don't do the porn. Mm. Are you doing the porn? And I'm like, yes, yes, Oma, basically. But, like, don't worry. It's not going to ruin my life. <laughs> do you think that little nugget living in your brain could be part of why you think you weren't didn't want to go that route uh maybe you know part of it too like there's probably a lot more layers to it because I also have always had a vanilla job at the same time I've noticed that so like maybe I just because it's with the fetish stuff you kind of have to seek it out you know like you have to be looking for foot fetish to find my pictures on the internet but like not Mm -hmm. as much now because there's a lot of fetish on Pornhub but still, yeah, basically oh, those like the tube sites and the mainstream mm-hmm. normal quote unquote porn is just yeah. easier to find and it's more oh, yeah. accessible. So yeah. I just like don't pop up there so much. Right. Whereas like so my family did. I do have a family member with a foot fetish. So everybody did find out. <laughs> and so, you know, one of my aunts was kind of giving me a hard time. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Well, what, what about my uncle here? <laughs> that, was, that has that what actually was he has doing the, on these websites exactly yeah you're, why are you me? bagging on me uh-huh so i'm like we're all a bunch of weirdos okay it's fine and i mean that's hello world we're all a bunch <laughs> of fucking weirdos so just like so, yeah. and it's fine <laughs> so yeah i guess there's like a double answer for that one because i get that is probably part of it too like as far as i have you know a professional career that i've always kind of kept going and yeah well, a mainstream career. Yeah. You've always wanted you've always had that sort of like I don't even know if fallback is quite the right word though. It's just Or does it make you feel more like like legitimate or or like accepted by by your family maybe? So, my family or your husband's I, family? I really my husband's family was amazing. Cuz when I first started dating him, we did not think it was going anywhere. I sent him a box mm-hmm. of like my magazines and some catalogs that I'd been in and some of the magazines I'm butt naked, you know, like I send him girls gone wild and I was in uh, (laughs) barely legal when I was 29. (laughs) Yeah. So I, you know, I send him all of it, all those. And he showed his dad and I was like, Oh good. Now everybody in the family's seen my boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) But like they were so chill. And I guess like one of the um, uncles was watching TV and saw me on something and like, 
called his mom. Do you know what she does? This and this, like trying to throw me under yeah. the bus. And right. she's like, fuck you. Yes. We do. We don't care. We love her. So yeah. I like fell into the right family for having this job. Absolutely. Um, with my children now, I'm glad I have something else that I can say just because yeah. it's so hard to explain. And I don't want them to have to deal with like getting teased because their mom does right. X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. So totally. that's nice for them. But I don't think I was mm-hmm. that forward thinking, you know, 20 years ago when I always kept my yeah. pharmacy job. Right. I think I was just more like – I do, and I still feel this way, which is why I'm in fucking grad school right now. Kill me. Um, <laughs> someday I'm going to be 65 and still wanting to work, but I just don't mm-hmm. think it will be in this industry. So what is it going right. to be? Mm-hmm. So I keep that regular job thing going. Yeah. Well, that's good. But do you think that, I mean, let's just say you're 65, you can still, you, I mean, you do a lot of just production. I mean, you're yeah. not always in front of the camera. Yeah. We'll, and we'll see. That, that takes a lot of energy. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Some of those shoot days, I'm moving heavy furniture. I'm doing a lot more, like, just even well, even, the not, camera. even if it's not physical. Yeah, the camera. Being so too. heavy, like, holding yeah. that and all my wrestling stuff, like half of my shit bondage is on the floor. So here's me like crouched down like a little ninja with my heavy ass camera. <laughs> I just Tying can't see myself doing that. Else. Maybe in 10 years I can still do it. I try to stay active enough, but like 20 you years. Could pay yeah. someone else to do the camera part and you, you just could. stand around and tell people what to do. If, I guess if the money is still there and it's possible. So that's another thing. Like there has to be a profit at the end of it or it's not worth doing. Yeah, hiring ten people. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, not yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. I just like to have lot. You know, don't put your eggs in one basket. I guess. Absolutely, <laughs> I feel that way a lot, especially with uh, like since OnlyFans came out, and mm-hmm. so for a lot of people, um, I, I was I had started making uh, customs and you know fetish videos and like opening my clip stores, uh, probably like late 2015, and that's even just from learning from watching people like you or like Jacqueline Velvet's like that's like you're just your own producers but I know for a lot of people OnlyFans is the first time they really saw like oh wait you mean I can just use my phone right and play with myself at home and upload it and make money doing this what um and And change the game (laughs) it changed the game it changed the fucking game and I think it's amazing and I do love it but I also you know I still try to tell people a lot of people who that's their only thing. And so they're doing really well on OnlyFans. And I'm like, that's great. But this should not be the only thing you're doing because, you know, as we've seen, it feels like OnlyFans can be super precarious. Like, yeah, just take we almost away lost time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, if you had other places where you're already selling your content, like you wouldn't feel terrified of this happening right now. So, yeah. but the difference is with, you know, you at least try you know, if you're only on OnlyFans and it pops up on a tube site, you can know where it came from. You know, that's always a that's problem. That's true, but <laughs> I just I feel when it comes to tube sites, I, I we just can't we can't beat it. No, not you know at all. But saying? some of these people don't show anything other than their their you know their OnlyFans page or their whatever. So when mm-hmm. it pops up there, it's like devastating for them. Because it's so right. public and their uncle the can find thing. it. <laughs> right, right. I know. 
Well, um, that's the other thing I say about if you're going to be a person who decides to be naked on the internet, yep. you have to realize there's a, there is always a chance, no matter how obscure you are, no matter how pure you think your family members might be and not looking at that step, like there is always a chance that they yep. will uh, think about it. You have stuff. all these people subscribed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't know who no, <laughs> checking each name and IP address. Like, <laughs> exactly. Nope, I say that too because I've had people approach me wanting me to hire them for clips, and they're like, "Oh, but I don't want to show mm-hmm. my face." <laughs> You're like, in the wrong no, business. Then. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> this mm-hmm. isn't gonna work. No, no, sorry, it's not. So, for you getting involved in your store, did it come from you? Uh, making customs and then opening clip stores or did, was like vice versa? Did vice you start versa. Yeah. You started making clips. You made your first clip and then. I made 10 so that I could open mm-hmm. a store. Mm-hmm. Clips for sale. Yep. And then mm-hmm. it took me like a year to even get my first payout because it, just, it yeah, I needed to do more content, but uh, not a year. That's an exaggeration, but it took me several months to get that $50 for them to send me a check. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what's hard about content production. And when you're first starting is you just have to keep putting it up and not seeing results. Yeah. But then it did, when did I really start doing customs? I can't, I'm trying to think. It must not have taken long because I feel like once I, from, from clips for sale, that's where people are able Mm -hmm. to find you and ask you for stuff. And my early customs were so weird. And now looking back, I'm realizing it's because they were like, oh, a new producer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone that has no (laughs) idea they should say no to this. (laughs) They're like, yes. (laughs) My time has come. So in the beginning, like when you were first just making clips without customs, were you doing it like just things that you had performed in for other people and riffing off of it yourself? Was it stuff that you were kind of kinky with as well that you enjoyed or yeah like how did you get your ideas I had no original ideas <laughs> like I would say <laughs> all right like the the pie sitting thing well I've done some wham stuff I'm by myself so nobody mm-hmm. can throw a pie at my face so right. I need to think of a scenario mm-hmm. and then I just uh, what were the first ones I did I did one where I had this stuff called I don't know it was just like slime you've probably seen it I did a, I filled up a kiddie pool with that I had been doing bondage so I had um one of my husband's friends who was like out of work yeah uh, um I just I like had the camera and I was like okay this is how you're gonna tie me up that did not last long because that was just awkward I'm like this is my husband's <laughs> buddy like <laughs> but you know I you know I paid him but it's it was inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> but it was we didn't even I didn't even do anything like naked in front of him it was just weird yeah. you know I was just like I need to make more friends because again I had just moved to New Jersey I didn't have any right. friends yeah <laughs> and so I did that and then what else I had I had a Batgirl costume that one of my oh, favorite yeah. clients ever sent me yeah and yeah. he did order some 20 page elaborate crazy customs that oh wow um, I, the first one I ever did was with Kim Jane and this was also, mm-hmm. I had my Callie's POV site. So that helped cause I still okay. had all that, um, what's it called? That traffic from there. And I was yes. making content for that. And then I would double okay. it and like be able to put, you know, more fetishy stuff 
yeah. on the clips for sale. So I was making content for that store anyway for my pay- okay. site. Yes. And then and you could uh, just take it and put it in your store. Yeah. Store as the, well. The longer ones. And that kind of generated <laughs> – people would write me for customs on there. Yeah. It was kind and of when- started snowballing. Kim Jane was the first model I ever hired. Yes. Yeah, that was that was back in the day. We were all working together down there. <laughs> well, and she's so funny because I want you know it was it was like a six hour shoot. It was a long fucking thing. Yeah, and I was moving. It was like right before I was moving, mm-hmm. and she goes, "I was gonna pay her," and she's like, "No, nah, don't pay me. Can I just get your bed?" Because I had this huge king size bed, like sleigh bed yes. with the mattress yes. and everything. And I was like, literally, you can have my bed and let me pay you. And it was like this big fight because she was like, no, it would cost me way more money to buy a new bed. I'm just going to take the bed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, doing trade like that is nice, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It was just such um, a funny, like, scenario. I wonder if she still has it. too. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so for people um, who might not know, earlier – Kelly mentioned WAM. That stands for wet and messy. So it's a very particular fetish that involves what could be any number of things. Uh, Pies are very common. Pies in the face, on the head. Uh, (laughs) And usually what we do for those pies is we take a pie crust from the grocery store and then we take a can of shaving cream and fill it up, you know, fill up and make a pie out of shaving cream. And that's how we do wet and messy videos with pies. But I've also performed for other wet and messy companies where you like sit in essentially a kiddie pool and it's maybe like brownie batter or. Yeah, something delicious. Like the green cake, you could put dye in it to like make it green cake batter. So it looks like slime. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. I've done some torturous ones though. Like a lot Mm -hmm. of real pies, like with the custard filling. Really? A lot of those. Sugar and all that. Mm-hmm. Do so, they ask you specifically, like, I want it to be a real pie. Don't do the shaving cream bullshit. Like, is um, that? I've had people ask for sure. And then, like, wow. what I've done, I remember it so bad. I, I don't remember who was with me, but it was, like, one of those big back roll days. And mm. I had a real whipped cream pie in my face. Yeah. But then I had to wear that whipped cream for, like, eight more hours. And it rotted because it's hot. It's That's summer. What, like, yes. My mm-hmm. hair smelled like dirty, rotten, disgusting milk. And that you know they don't have a shower there. So I did my best to like get it off Ugh. my skin out of my hair. I ended up taking a grocery bag like from Vons or something, wrapping all yeah. my hair up in it and tying it in a knot for my three-hour drive back from L.A. to Orange County. I have never been more mad at a shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say uh, – I don't like wet and messy. Oh, so really? if, So I'll do it, but the price has to be right. Yeah, and or... it's definitely going to be shaving cream pies. Yes. So like no I, baked I've heard... beans. I've done baked beans. Oof, baked beans. Oatmeal. So that were... <laughs> I know where the baked beans thing comes from. Where I have no idea. What is that? It comes from this movie Tommy from the 70s. Yeah. Do you know the movie? I know the movie. I never watched it. It's The Who. And so there's this scene in Tommy where I think it's like his – Mom is – it's a very trippy, psychedelic movie, and so, like, nothing makes a ton of sense. But she's, like, watching commercials, and so there's commercials for chocolate, for, uh, like, laundry detergent, and for baked beans. And so it's, like, she gets cleansed with the laundry detergent. So the TV breaks, and, like, all of the soap suds come out first, <laughs> and then she's rolling around in chocolate, and then it's baked beans – 
And she's like rolling around in the baked beans. And Sounds like, like she had a mushroom pizza for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, somebody did. That's for sure. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, I finally know where that came from, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what was going on. I watched it not too long ago. Oh, wow. Um, I want to watch it. But yeah, and that's what's just so interesting about these types of fetishes. So like the type of stuff that we do that like, so I'm assuming your store, it's kind of like a grab bag store or at the time it was. Then it was anything I did. Now each, I have eight stores and they have like general themes. And how often do you upload, how often do you update each of eight stores? Like that's a lot. One of them is just my, um, I guess I have six stores because one of them I kind of just do once in a while. I have six that are like really active. And then I have one that it's the mobile version of all my stores, of all the clips, right. so that they're yeah. all in one place. Mm-hmm. I only do each store goes twice a month. So it's 20. Okay. It's 24 updates a month, but it's only 12 like videos, 12 new titles a month. Okay. Yeah. Tw- total. Yeah. Like 12 releases, I guess. Yeah. So two for each genre. Yeah. Time, yeah. Two times six. I, have, I do 12 as well, but I just have the one. Yeah. It, mine is like a grab bag. I'm just like here. You have to find the fetish. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's too, I, dude, it's too much work. <laughs> you know, I. it's because I started I having like such a volume. I basically, yeah. before I got pregnant, got nervous. And I was like, oh, yeah, my goodness. I know that feeling. What, yeah, like what if I'm not going to be able to shoot for like a year? I don't know. Yeah. And so I like started hoarding content and then I was like, I have mm-hmm. too much. It's getting messy. So that's when I started like compartmentalizing it. Like I still have okay. over 300 videos now that are just that's... sitting there. Like people will write me like, oh, you filmed this custom for me three years ago. Are you ever going to release it? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh yeah, I will, I guess. Eventually when I remember <laughs> that it was there. <laughs> yeah. I mean like it's eventually going to come out. It's just that like you have all this other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Knowing sitting on 300 clips is such a oh, it's like a comfort blanket. <laughs> it is nice to know, like, you know, if I broke my leg, I would still yes. be able to update my stores. Yes, or like when I took off, that was so. I've had three panic moments where I started hoarding co- uh, content mm-hmm. when I took off for each of my pregnancies. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, I took off a whole four weeks for my first one and a whole wow. eight days for my second one. Oh so I've my had God, a combined girl. five weeks of uh maternity leave between two oh kids oh my god that's crazy i'm a psycho but then yeah. i also took off um i started hoarding content before nursing school because i wasn't sure that i would be able to shoot yeah but luckily i was i had um, my friend vanka took over and did a lot of shoot days that i wasn't there for and mm-hmm. then i was able to still like shoot myself like once a month maybe yeah but it worked. I was just like, I need content. Well, who knows what's going to happen? That's me being paranoid and worrywart. Yes. Planning for stuff that may or may not ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, again, I think it's really nice to know that you have a cushion. That's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. Yeah. Too, is like, <laughs> like, I want a bunch in the bank. So, like, I have a, I have a cushion. So, with... With the fetish clips, though, like, uh, do you have any uh, of your own? Hmm. Or let's say not fetishes necessarily. Let's just say, like, kinks. And maybe you do, maybe you don't. But if you don't, or either way, actually, um, what it, what are some of the ones that are, like, your favorite to produce as far as making the content? Um, let's see. Like, personally, 
I'm so boring. I like normal stuff. Probably the things that I like the most, I like being flogged. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like with a thuddy, like a thick mm-hmm. flogger. I do not like yes, same. the stingy ones. Same. Yes. <laughs> Fuck that sting. <laughs> so I like that. I actually like being spanked too. Like mm-hmm. that does – uh, I don't know that that warms Gets me fired up. up. Yeah, that's how I say it. I, but I again, a good like spanking, a nice spanking. Like I don't like Sarai. Yeah. She'll give and Vanka. They'll give you like really nice spankings where it's warm, but it's mm-hmm. not like with a paddle where you're getting black and blue yeah. for days. That I can't tolerate. Um, stuff that I like producing is I love ENF. I don't know why. Like embarrassed naked female where somebody either like stole my clothes or. Some magic potion was spilled on my clothes and they disappeared off disappeared. my body while I'm giving a speech. Yes. Maybe it's just the acting so silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think – but it's, it makes it fun. Yeah. yeah so or I any, love that. Anything where I get to act like Three Stooges, like – I you, know. I love that too. I, what am I thinking of? Did you ever work with Hannah Perez when she was doing those videos and they had the character Pete? Yeah, is he kind of like a Inspector Gadget type? Yes, type and he'd always like yes. like make all the girls fall down, and we'd be like, yes. "Pete, yes." Drake played Pete one time for a video. <laughs> He's just like a, like a big idiot and clumsy. Yes, yes, but but then he makes us all fall down. Yeah, like I fell out the like, window. I got stuck. Yes. Did I get? St- Stuck in the oven or so I got stuck in the dryer. No, I'm kidding. In the dryer. <laughs> I got stuck somewhere with my butt sticking out. Of course. <laughs> uh, I've had to get stuck like in a, in a hamper before like that. Like I trip and fall face yes. first into the hamper. I like, just did like, one of those the other day. Yeah. Not. It yeah. turns out not everybody is able to balance upside down in a hamper. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I had no idea until we were mm-hmm. already too deep into the custom to quit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, okay, well. how do we fake this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that shit too. The, the slapstick is just really fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, like, and you get it, and when you edit the video and you get to make all these little, like, uh, boink? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like,. <laughs> I used to have like a Tweety Bird graphic that I would put above our oh, heads. Oh, perfect! A tweeting bird. And I the, love this it. is what sucks, though, is some of those were so fun, but because it's technically a knockout, like we can't put it on Clips for Sale, and it's or any yeah. any site. I don't want to single out Clips for Sale. It's everybody because of the credit yeah. card companies, and it's like, yes. what? Yeah, uh, it's a, it's basically a cartoon it, with humans. It's a cartoon. Yeah, we're remaking a cartoon here. So it just seems so unfair. We need somebody that's it like is. really big and important in baking to just stand up for us. Yes, and we say, do. It's not the porn people. That's the yes. problem. <laughs> like this is just silly. This is playing pretend. This is like why is it okay for Hollywood movies to mm-hmm. murder by the millions? <laughs> like that's totally fine. But just because we sell it on a site like Clips for Sale, we we can't. Now it's but- bad. It, it's so it's endlessly frustrating. It, it comes up on most episodes of my podcast because it's just like because we're all feeling the pain of it. Like yeah, it's, it's so, so limiting. It's well, creatively limiting too because you know yeah we, yeah we make porn and even when it's not porn, it's like somebody's jerking off to it. That's that's fine. What somebody does with it in their own right. private place, that's their business. 
Yeah. And like our business is just, we should have, we should reserve the right to be able to be creative with what we make. And I sometimes agree. that is like someone getting knocked out, but making cartoon cross eyes before <laughs> they fall on the ground, you know? Well, I have to tell you, I was looking at a post on Facebook and I'm in like a mom's group or whatever. And this mom was like, why does it keep rejecting my post? They keep saying that there's something with the keywords and it won't let me post it. And I look at it because she took a screenshot and it said toddler bed free pickup, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you can't say toddler. And the other moms were like laughing at me. And I'm like, bet me. Just put bed, twin size bed, and Mm -hmm. see if you can repost it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. so it's not even just us anymore. Oh, my God. (laughs) We can't even talk about toddlers. Because it looks like you're selling a toddler on Good fucking God. Wow. (laughs) To them. I mean, to their little like bot. To the algorithm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's the thing is like when everything is just algorithm or AI, it's there's a human factor that's missing. Mm -hmm. It's completely misunderstanding and it's too much of a blanket. Yeah, exactly. Um, And again, it's just limiting us in so many ways. But also at the same time, I'm like, huh, how do you like it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, you should be on our sides, Karen. <laughs> this has just been a wonderful, awesome conversation. Uh, loving it. And I do have a couple of questions that some listeners All right. have sent in. So Let's would you be willing to answer answers. with me? <laughs> yes. All right. So the first one is pretty simple. What is your best advice for how to fuck with a strap on? <laughs> this is a tough one because it's harder to describe with words than to just like show visually. Yeah. <laughs> so also, since I personally have never fucked somebody with a strap on. Really? Uh-uh. Okay. You not even for one of your like videos. Where um, maybe. So I own strap ons and for some reason, I'm always on the receiving end of this, <laughs> but the oh, other day I, I did watch um, Vanka and Cadence. I filmed it for them, a strap-on scene, yes. and uh, I think it's all in the hips, right? That's what I think. <laughs> it's all in the hips, um, but you know, it's not, okay, I think physically, yes, hips. Uh, you don't want to make your body like a board that is just like pushing a dildo in. Mm-hmm. I'm using my hands now to show it. But like <laughs> uh, when I see bad strap on happening in videos, that's usually what I'm seeing where it looks like the girl is wearing the strap on is just kind of like using her body to push the strap on in. If that makes sense descriptively, like whereas what I th- what I think the goal should be really is using your body, using the dick, use the dick. It's your dick. Like make the dick become a part of your body and then fuck with your dick. You know, don't fuck with like your body pressing the dick in fuck with your dick. Like let it move. Like let it try to hit the vaginal wall where you're going to hit the G spot, like at the angle, at the right angles. You can aim your hips to, to do yeah. that, actually. Yeah. And this, especially if you use a dildo, like use the same one every time and mm. get practice with the so same one. It. Yeah, because I know like I've got I've got my dick and um, he's very straight and 
just this great solid dildo. None of those pesky balls getting in the way and stuff like that. <laughs> and I can tell. So sometimes it's like I could tell if the person receiving is like maybe this angle, it's a little too deep. So I can move where I, how I do my hips and kind of like aim it so that it is maybe like, let's say it's in doggy. So it's going down and it is like rubbing against the front wall. Yeah. And not going as deep Just in. smashing into her cervix. Exactly. <laughs> right. Whereas like some girls or maybe some times of the month, um, right. you can totally go deep in the cervix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then if that and then if she's like pulling me in and like pounding back up against me, I'm like, okay, so this one I can just go for it. But that so that all is, you know, practice and also intuition. Um, but yeah, I do think that it you want the hips almost think of it like twerking with your butt a little bit. Yeah. Like you want it to be moving like up and back and then down. Like you're using your crotch, you're using your yeah. pelvic bone, not so much as just like your And that whole... goes for sex with a real penis too. <laughs> it totally does. Turns yes. out the technique is very yes. similar. <laughs> yes. That I People get with penises, too. you need to also learn. So, I mean, uh, hopefully whoever wrote this in has, you know, done their homework and extensively watched my strap-on scenes and is sitting there taking notes because, like, yeah. that's the best way I can describe it to someone is, like, well, watch watch what I do. Yeah. Also, I and, think putting it on right. Oh, yeah. So that your yeah. dick doesn't fall out of the little ring hole. Absolutely. And then well, it's not sliding down your hips, especially if you don't have hips like me. I feel like whenever right. I do wear one, just because I'll wear them as like a prop in a scene, I never get to mm -hmm. do anything with it. Yeah. But I'll even just the weight of the penis sometimes pulls it down. So I have to like tighten it, it up with the hips. <laughs> yes. And so this is why, again, I'm going to uh, speak out for the company Spare Parts, not a sponsor, though I would absolutely love them to if they ever wanted to because i have definitely sold thousands of dollars worth of harnesses of for their company but <laughs> but spare parts uh myspare.com is, is the website they don't sell it through the website but they tell you where you can find uh retailers and you can for sure get it from sites like pleasurechest.com um sometimes i found them at hustler stores but they are just so utilitarian. So they strap on with Velcro so you can just do it real Ooh. quick. The band is wide, so it doesn't like cut into your flesh. Yes. Which like even it's if you're – Yeah. And even if you're super skinny and you have no extra fat, it's like it still can cut into your flesh yeah. and like make you feel kind of uncomfortable, kind of insecure, whatever. Like you just don't feel at your sexiest. Like that's what I love about – spare parts harness is that it, it just eliminates that. And then there's a couple different styles you can choose from. But for me, it just, it holds the dick in place. So there isn't like that ring yeah. that you were talking about where a lot of like leather harnesses, it's like a little metal ring that you put the dick through and it's just extra and it, got little clips around yeah, it. Yeah. All of the four it, clips. Uh, it's just so many and it doesn't work that well it's having to put it on like a belt and then you have like one side is different from the other side and like that drives me fucking nuts just a little bit of like OCD on them like 
uh, it has to be equal on both sides but you know we're gonna spend more time putting the strap on on than we are gonna be fucking with it (laughs) yes exactly and and like with 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 my spare parts uh harness like we could do it on camera like i just have the girl hold the dick while it's in the harness i get into the harness and she just holds it and then i can just like fucking doot doot over here over here and then you pull the little straps up and you're like set it's locked in and it should also the other thing about where the base where you should feel the base it's it's literally like your um like your pubic mound if you your pubis mons <laughs> and um so sometimes after i do like a good lengthy strap on scene i'll actually the next couple of days feel a little like bruisey right there i kind of like yeah. that kind of turn on <laughs> it bring, brings back memories exactly exactly <laughs> But for advice for people like wearing the strap on and fucking their you know partner with it, I always just say you need to really tap in to your masculine side. You need to tap in to like make your like imagine visualize your clit like the sensitivity that you have in your clit pulling out of your body and going into that dick like like do that sit there and stroke the dick with your hand like get it wet and stroke it like you're jerking it off and look down at your hand while you're doing that like to me that always gets me embodied into my dick and i feel like once you get that going and if you can really lean into that side of yourself uh that that's the key it's it's less about like techniques I can describe and more about that mental going there in your mind, getting into that mental space. So yeah, that's how I think about it and talk about it. <laughs> I'll have to give it a twirl. <laughs> give it a twirl. You know, you can, um, you know, you can get like one of those really, really small dildos, you know, it's just like really, yeah. small. Maybe, maybe like a fat it's, finger Yeah, yeah. and put that in and then just be like, Hi, honey. I think it's time. <laughs> we have a special night. We turn the tables. <laughs> oh, my God. Just picturing that. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but we encourage that here on the Sage Advice Podcast. So. <laughs> love it. So here's the next one. This one's a little bit longer of a story, but I love uh, talking about squirting. I think it's something that there's still so much mystery around and um, some almost stigma sometimes. So this is a great question about squirting. All right. Sin Sage, help me out here. My wife is a squirter. I had dated a squirter before and I hated it. Uh, This person, I'm pretty sure identifies as a woman, by the way. The first time I slept with my now wife, she squirted. It surprised me and I moved my head away. While getting to know my wife, I learned that she was embarrassed about her squirting because her ex would always ask her not to do it if they were actually having sex. Sin, my wife, brought out my sexuality at the age of 35. I had been single, sober, and celibate for five years by choice. I just needed to put the brakes on and clear my head. I never intended it for be so long, but it worked for me and put me in a place of contentment. So now she's the only woman I've been in a relationship with that hasn't tried to change a thing about me that's not meant to be changed. I feel confident in the bedroom with her and we explore different things. Before I met her, I only had boring sex or bad sex or maybe no sex at all in relationships. She knew before I did that I actually like to take control and talk dirty and tell her what to do when I strap it on and she encouraged it. 
My bedroom persona is so different from my everyday persona, and learning that has helped me immensely. I am madly in love with her, and I want her to feel absolutely fine about squirting over and over and over while I'm fucking her with my strap on, or anytime really. So what do I do here? Do I not bring it up again and the next time she squirts, don't let her move and just lick it all up to prove that I enjoy it and go back for more? I just really, really want to please her more than I already do. And if we can move beyond this, I think it could open up to so much more. So, yeah. It's kind oh, that's of long, a nice story. I don't. I know. I'm not a squirter. <laughs> do you, is that mm-hmm. something you can actually like control? You can't control that, can you? So it's just different for everyone. I mean, like if you meet one person that squirts one time, then you met one person that squirts one time. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just. Every body is di- it's different. It comes from different things. Like I think I've squirted in the past without orgasming. Oh, okay. But still squirted. You know, so my but my personal story is so different from everyone right. else's. Right, like, everybody's different. But like, could yeah. you turn it off if you like could feel it coming, or it's just like, eh, it's happening. There are ways. Yeah, but, but it, you, would it but, stop the moment? Like stop, basically stop the pleasure. Stimulating, right? Right. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I think that. It could. It's so weird. It's it's almost like, um, have you ever like pet a cat to where and they're into it and then it's like they're really into it and they're so into it that they're it's almost like they want you to stop, but they don't. That's you know? when they like, like, they're like rubbing on you and then they like bite you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they're like, yeah, it's so good, but also stop, but also don't. Yeah. Like sometimes okay. like when I'm literally when, when Drake is fucking me, there's these times when I'm just like, <gasps> and he's like too deep. And I'm like, Yes and no. Like flip a coin. <laughs> yeah, like it's both okay. at the same time. That's um, I mean, that's just so. This is a sweet story. It's like a little yes. coming of age. Coming of age, um, because so. But I have had so I've had lots of experience with squirting in videos where it's like okay, we're kind of inducing this to happen, you know, or or we're just like peeing and we're just saying like it's squirt, it's fine, like because it was know. in the script and you have to make it happen. So. <laughs> right, right. Sorry, I don't want to ruin anybody's fantasy, but sometimes no, it's it, not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because this is a squirting movie that we've booked you for, right. so we need squirting to happen here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I was always kind of riding the line on, like, whether or not squirting was just only pee or, like, well, what what was it all about? Mm-hmm. And then I had sex with a girl who was not in the industry. Not in the industry. Nothing to do with the industry. And... Uh, like I had her, um, it was kind of a hot story. We were in a bathroom, had her up on a sink and I was just like, I'm just going to eat your pussy till you come. It's fucking great. So I was doing that and she was very quiet. And then all of a sudden she started making noise and then she squirted. And it was like when you put your thumb over a hose, Mm -hmm. that level of squirt came directly out of, you know, her urethra, I suppose. And it was clear, and it was like uh, three like bursts. So it's like as she's having orgasmic contractions, right. the squirt is just shooting out like burst mm. onto my chin, like. <laughs> and I, I was like, what? And like, there was no pee scent whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It was completely clear. Uh, there was like now a puddle on the floor. And I was like, that is the fucking hottest thing. That's that I've had happen to me before because it, it's just not, it was so organic, and it's so spontaneous, I mean, spontaneous. Like, you know, when natural. you don't expect it, it's usually more exciting. 
Like, yes, totally unexpected. Yeah. So after that, I was like, oh, well, obviously squirting is a thing and this is what it looks like. Yes. Um, And I've known people who have dated women who were just squirters. And so the story I usually tell people when they're like, I want to get my girlfriend to squirt or whatever. I'm just like, first of all, Jessica squirt happens doesn't mean that it was like the most amazing orgasm ever. It doesn't mean that you have this particular talent that you were able to make her squirt. Like, it's just not, that's just not how it is. Um, and the other thing I say too is like, so I had a friend who had a girlfriend for a little while who was a squirter. And at first he was like, oh, this is so cool. But very quickly it was like, damn, this sucks because every single time we have sex, we have to be prepared. Like we can't just go and bang somewhere because there's going to be a (laughs) giant puddle of mess. Yeah. Yeah. Like all over the bed, soaking through the mattress or like in the car, soaking through your chair, your seats. Like Mm -hmm. you just, you, you lose that access to spontaneity because you do have to, you know, what's coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, so I don't think it's, that's not to say, that's not to shame squirting. I hope that I never want to shame that shit. Like, if you fucking squirt, own that shit. I mean, it's like a superpower. Fucking do it. Just keep a poncho in your purse. It's fine. But yes, have a poncho. Um, <laughs> so to, to this person's specific story, you know, I think, but I think so many of us have maybe lived in these situations where it's like we had an ex that shamed us about something mm-hmm. or, or just society that shamed us yeah. about like the way our vulvas look, you know, <laughs> right? Like, oh, wait, you know, oh, you can actually see your inner labia from the outside. Ugh, what kind of a vulva is that? Well, I don't know. It's the one that fucking God gave me. So yes, like, how what do you mean? Made. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like so into all vulvas that people like putting a limitation on it. I'm like, okay, so you just don't like pussy that much? Got it. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's all good. <laughs> to better, the better to fill your penis with, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Or your mouth or your tongue. But yeah, so I, I just think it's like the insecurity that – you know, your partner has comes from that shaming from the previous relationship. And I think having a conversation with your partner and just being like, I just want you to know that you might feel this, like we have to have an open and honest conversation about the squirting thing. I'm sorry to bring it up. I know maybe it's a little triggering, but like you're with me now and I love you in all these different ways. And I think you're so beautiful. And I love that you squirt. Like, like almost going over the top the opposite direction and being just like, you know, I love this. To me, it's like a, a visual indicator of the pleasure that you're receiving. And I don't ever want to put a, a limitation on that pleasure that you're getting. You know what I mean? Like that's how that's that's how I would bring it up to the partner is just be like, this is for me, this is joy. And I don't want to limit your joy. And so we will just get towels. They also make uh, literally vinyl, like rubber sheets. Yeah, you just put underneath your regular sheet Mm -hmm. and then it's easy cleanup. And then you just pull pull it off after you have messy sex and you just replace it. So get like two or three. I honestly always have a rubber sheet on my bed no matter what. Because your (laughs) kids come in your bed and sleep and they might pee in it? Would love to blame them. We are just... A mess. Like, it doesn't have to be pee. Like, you can um, – mm. things – other bodily fluids 
or not pee, yes. whatever, squirt. Like, you know, sometimes yep, squirt, you just pam, get a wet mess. <laughs> juice, I don't know. Lube. <laughs> Lube, oh my God. How many times have I woken up and I'm like, wow, there's coconut oil everywhere. How yes. do you feel ceiling? <laughs> yeah, but coconut oil, it's so good for you. It's my favorite <laughs> lube ever. But yeah, to I your agree. point, I love it. conversation is everything. Like, it took me about 10 of my 11 years of marriage to realize that. <laughs> yes. No, for sure. And it's hard sometimes. I mean, especially it depends so much, like, where you come from. What was your sort of family communication style when you were raised and, and things like that. You know, it is, it can be really hard to like bring up conversation, but that's usually the answer for yeah, advice questions. Just co- communication. And then like when the conversation mm-hmm. happens, like active listening, mm-hmm. hearing yes, them, active listening, thinking mm-hmm. about what they're saying, <laughs> mm-hmm. showing that you're thinking about what they're saying. Yeah. And so, so, you know, you asked, um, sorry, this was from P P you asked, you know, do I not bring it up again? And then, no, no. I think what you should do is bring it up again, but uh, not when you're having sex. Because like over morning coffee. Yeah. Or maybe like, okay, so maybe she they do have sex and then Mm -hmm. she does, like she said, like look it up. And Uh then the next morning just talk about how hot it was and have the conversation Mm. about, you know. Yeah. That was really such a big turn on. I love seeing you happy and, you know, fulfilled. Yes. Yes. Yes, Because I do. I just always, it always sucks to hear stories of like people who have been shamed. And so now they've internalized that shame. And especially when it comes to something that you can't help. Right. Well, honestly, I've heard it's sweet. That's one of my friends. My friend's mm -hmm. a supporter. And she's like, no, it's, it smells like nothing. And it tastes like sweet, like, like breast milk. I'm oh, like, I love oh. breast milk. Don't even get me started on breast milk. <laughs> Did you ever milk. taste wine? Oh, yours? Yeah. No, oh. I never got to taste yours. When I yours. was nursing. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. But I, I've definitely tasted it a lot, and it is delicious. It's but so yeah, good. so that's what I've heard is that it's just sweet. So like to yeah. lick it, I don't think would hurt you. Yeah. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. Lick it up. <laughs> you know, go down on her and be like, do it. When she squirts, be just like, ah, oh, mm, delicious. I love it. You Pull know. a straw out of your back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> but especially if it's like when you have an orgasm, you squirt. Like if that is some, if that is the person's body, that's how they arrive to you. Like how can you shame them about that? It's like, that's how they experience pleasure. That's how they mm-hmm. orgasm. Like you want to stop that from happening? Like, what kind of monster wants to stop that from happening, you know? We want more orgasms. We want as many as you can have, and we want you to feel not ashamed to have them regardless of the circumstances. So, you know, I think that conversation with your partner, I think showing your enthusiasm, showing that, like, who cares if it's messy? Like, sometimes messy sex is fun, and Mm -hmm. just making accommodations by having a couple sets of the rubber sheets around and, you know, make the most of it. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. And make sure you're having orgasms, you know, <laughs> whatever they look like. Get there. Yeah, for me, so when I really, really squirt, it's pretty much only happens with um, with the magic wand. Ah. I just have, so like, like I said, it has that happened overstimulation. But yeah. <laughs> If you put the magic wand on me and I'll just be like, oh, okay, do we have something? 
like just in case. It doesn't happen 100% of the time, but I would say a good 90, 90 95% of the time, if you put a Hitachi on me, like something is going to come out. (laughs) Whether it's squirt, whether I'm dehydrated and it looks a little yellow because I don't have enough water in me, like who cares? (laughs) It's wet and it's coming out of my pussy, so it's all good. That's my (laughs) theory. So have you never no. squirted at all? Mm-mm. Not even with a Hitachi? Mm-mm. Okay. See, this thing, like, it's just different I just for don't everyone. have it. And that's the thing, too, is that I just – it's it's not necessarily, like – I don't want people to think they're missing out, you know? Right. It's – like, are you, if you're having an intense orgasm, you're just having an intense orgasm. Like, it doesn't – you don't need that squirt to be the indicator. Right. Like, No. Okay. As a woman – or anybody with a female genitalia down there, we are so fucking lucky because how many times I'm like, well, I came twice. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> you only oh, yeah. to come once. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then you got to take a break. <laughs> yeah, I don't need a break. We can just, I mean, sometimes it's like, uh, like it tickles a little at first to get back into it, but you yes. get past that phase. <laughs> you get past that, like, and it doesn't take that long. <laughs> Yeah, so it's nice. Yeah, I think a, I think two is a nice, good standard for a session. <laughs> Personally, just so you know, uh, Sin is giving me winky eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. <laughs> what are you doing at Riot Fest? <laughs> Meet me in the stanky ass porta potty. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy to have had you as a guest. Thank on you. On the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. So you do so many things. Uh, I'm sure my listeners cannot wait to go and have a look at them all. So please tell them where they can find all your stuff. So I've got Callie'sCustoms.com, CallieLogan.com, or CallieLoganLand.com, rather. And I'm on Twitter, Miss Callie Logan. I just got back on Instagram. Callie Logan Land, and I'm trying to figure out Reddit. <laughs> Reddit is an interesting one. Be determined. Yeah. I'll but get yeah, you in touch with funny. someone. I have an assistant who – I have a person who basically helps me out with Reddit. Yeah. Um, as far as promotion goes. And my Reddit was like 3,000 followers, and now it's up to like 11,000 oh, or wow. something. So, um, so I'll get you connected with that. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Thank so thank you so much again. Thank Everyone, you. Go check out all her stuff. She's incredible as far as custom videos go. She's just so spot on the money. So you definitely want to order a custom from Callie's Customs. And thank you so much again. Thank you. So nice to see you. I cannot wait till September. I know. Now I'm like <laughs> even more excited. I am so fucking stoked. All right. Thank I'll you. Thank soon. you. Yeah, you too. And then thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Yes. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Go out there and spread some joy and kindness and some pleasure and live authentically. 